Christmas thing going on here. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. <laughs> what are you trying to do? The smooth jazz voice? No, I was, I was trying to like be depressed in a very joyful song. <laughs> How could you do that? You just can't. It's like saying marshmallows in an angry voice. <laughs> marshmallows. <laughs> Brian, where do you come up with this stuff? You know, it's a little no. challenge that people do. Anyways, welcome back, everyone. <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> okay, that caught me off guard. Say, been, uh, what, what challenge is that? You know, it's like Chubby Bunny putting marshmallows or say, say um, marshmallows in an angry voice or things Saying like that. Like marshmallows these, in an angry voice. Yeah. What's the challenge about that? Like, it's hard to be angry when saying marshmallows. Marshmallows. <laughs> that was. I, I'm angry. I'm saying marshmallows. Marshmallows. No, that's just serious. <laughs> marshmallows. <laughs> marshmallows. I don't know. Anyways, welcome back, guys, to AOTV. As you can tell, we are uh, in a Christmassy mood because. It is the end of the year, and during this time, we remember the Savior, which is the reality of what Christmas is all about. But of course, we have people out there who uh, are shopping their little hearts away, and uh, nothing wrong with that either. Uh, but while you're shopping, while you're getting your last uh, Christmas presents for those people, uh, take a moment and just remember what Christmas truly is about. And um, you will very quickly remember that it isn't about gifts. It isn't about any of that, really. It's about Christ. It's about the Savior. It's about the Savior being born, the Savior who would come to reconcile humanity to God. So that is what we are really celebrating during this time of year. So definitely a time to go out with your families. Um, enjoy the time. Enjoy this time of year. It is. It's there is something special about it, I think, versus a lot of the holidays we just passed, uh, one of them being Halloween, which I think on that day, it's everything feels kind of dark and, and weird. Um, although we don't give credit to the devil, we don't say it's his day because he doesn't have a, a day, really, because the day that is today, the Lord has made. So none of it is Satan's. Um, he doesn't have any ownership of it. So um, we're very happy about this time of year. So if you love it, definitely give us... Um, what? Am, where am I going with this? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's... I'm not even that big of a fan of Christmas time. <laughs> Eight days until Christmas. We're not going to do any countdowns, something too special. But you... Okay. <laughs> You're like eight days, <laughs> eight days, 20 hours, three minutes and two seconds. <laughs> wow, Ryan, we're not going to do any countdowns, but you know exactly how many days there are till Christmas. You know who's doing a countdown. Puts his phone away. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so welcome back guys to alpha and omega tv you know what we do here we broadcast live uncut commentary regarding scripture current events testimonies teaching and we do all this for the glory of the one true god jesus christ and um today we want to kind of give our our take our first take on american gospel 2 which we christ were able crucified. to christ crucified yes which we were able to actually see and if you guys had heard our previous podcast uh, episodes, uh, you know that we've been doing a breakdown of um, important uh, key messages in the film, at least to us, because the whole film has a lot. It, I mean, it unpacks a lot of things. Yeah. And it's so amazing because the way that it illustrates it and the way that it um, – the way that they they put they that on the screen, it. yeah, and it's they, it's really really organized and it's really well done. Breaking it down, um, at least they spend like least 20, ten minutes each topic, and there's like at least ten topics for each um each American Gospel film, ten topics, ten minutes, and very very um what's the word refreshing or in, informative. Very informative, definitely. Very informative. Um, the way that they break it down is really amazing. Um, We're still going to go over it. <laughs> yeah, we still are. We thank you for your patience because uh, we've been doing other uh, projects. But um, we're going to go continue to finish off American Gospel, Christ Alone. And then we're going to go ahead and continue um, Christ Crucified. But we're going to give you a little bit of our, um, I guess, our... Our take or what we just think. Feedback, yeah, feedback, feedback, emphasis on specific um, teaching or even just diving into some of the things that we've experienced or some of the things that we we believed otherwise. We believe that without knowing it <laughs> exactly that it was it was not the case at all. So we want to go through these things because I think it's important. And I think a lot of you guys might uh, even find yourself in that situation currently. You know, if you commonly watch people like Stephen Furtick, um, Joel, o Joel Osteen, I always Todd say, White. I almost say Oystein because that's how Brian says Joel, Joel Osteen. Osteen. <laughs> so you're messing me up now. So um, if you watch people like him, uh, Todd White, uh, these these are a few people who, um, who I, 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 can't, I mean, I, I can't say. Like, Joel Osteen for me clearly is a person who um, doesn't preach the gospel at all. Uh, he never does. He always shies away from it. Um, and that is the power, power, power to save us really is, is in the gospel message is Christ um, and Christ crucified as Paul would say. Um, but a lot of these men, they don't, um, they give you a watered down gospel. They take off, as I've said in another podcast, they take off all the pointy edges, which really, cut deep into the soul of a person and make them understand and realize Convic conviction conviction <laughs> right conviction and that, that's a that, that's one of the things that the holy spirit comes to give us uh, conviction is a thing that you understand and realize what your sin is what it does how it separates you from god and then through that conviction you're able to go and humble yourself before the living god and ask him to forgive you because you've sinned directly against him. Yeah. Um, and one of the greatest, I don't know if you remember this right now that I'm talking about this, but uh, one of the, an, an amazing example that um, that's one of the speakers gave in, in this film 
is when we sin against one another, we have to pay a slap for a slap. Yeah, we have to pay for for that that sin that we do against our brother or sister. Now, hence, our worth is not as great as the Creator Himself because we're creation. Oh, so a good example the one that you're about to share. Yeah, so so we have to. Somebody has to pay the price. So when Jesus tells us to forgive that person. It means that we can't take retribution and we just have to take it upon ourselves and just basically say, I forgive you for hurting me. Like if somebody comes, like if Brian comes and slaps me um, in the face and I forgive him, and instead of slapping him back, I just take the hit mm-hmm. and I absorb that and I forgive him. But somebody had to pay the price. Who paid the price? I did. I paid the price. So if... If he sins against me and it's a big deal, imagine sinning against the creator of the universe, sinning directly against God. And that's what people don't understand that this is our condition before we know him. The condition that we have is we have sinned against the almighty God, the creator of it all. And now there is a price to pay. And that price is the shedding of blood. Yeah, that is the death of something or someone in this case, and that is the death of Christ. That is the redemption for us to the Father. You want to say something? Yeah, this is the the beauty of this film that they gave so many examples. Because another example that I remembered, it's similar to yours, but um, they gave us a an example about about a car. Mm-hmm. If you were to scratch a, a car, oh let's yeah, say a Honda that's Civic, where I was going, but I forgot the exact <laughs> example. Go go go. A Honda Civic year two thousand. You you will be punished by law. You will be punished. You you will have to pay a fine. Let's let's say about a two hundred dollar fine for that tiny scratch. But if that car was let's say to a, a Ferrari and you scratch that brand car, new, brand new twenty twenty, you that value goes up. It goes a lot higher than than that Honda Civic. Now imagine sinning against god god who has an infinite value now that that broken law that you have broken which is sin the the ultimate punishment is not going to be a fine it's going to be death which is (laughs) which was a pretty clear clear message (laughs) straight straightforward you're gonna have you're gonna pay death the sin the wages of sin is death that's what is to sin against god Exactly. So when people, when people assume that there's no reason why we shouldn't go to heaven when we are quote unquote, just good, or we don't do that much bad things, or we've never really hurt anyone. Um, yes, we have. I mean, we've sinned against the creator of the universe. How? With our sin. And the crazy thing is that I'm going back again to the gospel, but again, Christ is basically the the center point. But sin is basically what separates us from a holy God. And by nature, we are corrupt. We are already sinful. And imagine by nature, we, we're put to death. You know, that's the, we deserve it. That we are, deserve, we deserve to go to hell. And that's the beautiful, the beautiful thing is that how loving and gracious he is. Instead of punishing us, Christ redeemed. He put that example he gave us. Instead of 
returning that slap to the person who slapped you, Christ forgave our, our, our sin. sin. He absorbed it. He absorbed it on the cross. He who knew no sin became sin. Became a curse for us. Became a curse for us and took what? Took the wrath of God upon him. Mm-hmm. Um, if a lot of people don't like to talk about this. And I didn't even know about this um, sometime back. But very rarely do we hear sermons on the wrath of God. Um, a common misconception is that we will be tortured in hell. Those, those who do not believe in Christ, <laughs> those whose faith is not in Christ, that they will be tortured in hell by the devil and his demons. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a very common misconception. Putting and and I, and I thought that in the beginning too, putting in a pot with a boiling water. Right. Right. <laughs> so, and, and they show an illustration and we're not going to spoil what's in the, in the documentary. If you haven't seen it already, we, we definitely advise you uh, to see it. Um, and if anyone in the audience, if if you want to see it, and maybe you don't have the money um, to pay for for the for the rental or um, to purchase it, we actually purchased it. So um, if you are truly in need and you really want to watch it, and you don't have the money, uh, please feel free to reach out to us, and uh, we will we will make sure we we take care of you so you can uh, watch this. And if you so. are fortunate enough, please support the. The, the producers and the yeah definitely people. buy it purchase it and uh, buy extra copies give them away uh, we're gonna do that as well uh, but definitely just an amazing documentary so so going back to to um, to the point of we were talking about the wrath of God in hell um, hell is a place where God pours out his wrath and hell isn't scary because God isn't there hell is scary because because God is there as well. And this is something that Paul Washer said. And, and it's, it's, it just strikes you right away because God is there, except you're seeing the attribute of him that is wrath. And you're not seeing the mercy side um, of God in that moment you're because facing, he's pouring out the wrath. You're facing the judgment that we deserve. You're facing, exactly. You're facing the judgment that is due, due to no... Really, we've condemned ourselves. So, so, so let's let's put it into perspective here. Yes. It's not that you've never done anything. The moment you're born, and then you, and you're going through life, and and you have a sense of understanding of good and wrong, and what's good, what's wrong. At that moment, you're going to be held accountable for what you know. That's what the Bible says. The more you know, the more you're held accountable for. So, it's not just one of those things where, like, oh well, I didn't know, you know, or. Um, well, I'm, I'm not doing, I don't do bad things that much, or I don't lie a lot. I just do white lies. No such thing as white lies, by the way. <laughs> um, so what people don't understand is at that moment, the Bible is clear that everyone falls short, that there is none who is righteous, not one who seeks God, not one who seeks to do what is righteous and holy. So by that standard, we're all guilty. We're all condemned. So for you to say that, no, you know, I'm, I'm not such a bad person or, you know, what I, you know, my faith or my religion uh, tells me that I, I don't have to repent um, or I'm already okay. Like I just can just live my life and just not do bad things and I should be fine. No, that's, that's not the gospel. That's not what the Bible preaches. And if you believe in the God of the Bible, then you should probably go back and revisit that because it's very clear that those who don't put their faith and trust in Christ, which means that he becomes Lord of their life, 
which means that he's in control, not just saying it by mouth, but your life actually reflects that. You reflect a fear of failing God. You reflect um, a reverence towards what is holy, what is good. And you actually strive to live a godly life, um, which means separated from the world and the things of the world. Nobody's going to walk that out perfectly, but when you're a true believer, there's something within you that always calls you to honor God. And even when you mess up or you slip, because the believer can, um, the Holy Spirit always guides you back to repentance, gives you conviction. That's one of the things that he does. It's his ministry. And he reminds you, hey, you need me to walk this out. So go back to the beginning. Go back to repentance. Go back to um, Christ and follow him. And it's not that you fall in and out of grace, like some religions teach or some faiths believe. Um, you remain in grace. However, when you backslide, God always brings you back because he's the one who keeps you in his, in his arms to begin with. So um, if you're one of those people that has left and has never come back, and you're listening to this right now, well, chances are you never really even knew God if you left the faith mm -hmm. or if you've never, you don't have a desire to congregate. You don't have any desire to please God. Um, you kind of just did it because your parents believed you did it because people around you believed or uh, there's a case inside um, in this documentary where there's one speaker who um, actually admits to doing the whole church thing because it was like the group that he wanted to be part of. And he loved it. He said he loved that sense of community and he wanted to be a part of them, but he never truly believed. And our churches are filled with, with this kind of example. Um, so if that's you, if you're just kind of going through the motions or if you always have, um, it's really time to, to come into come into contact with God and say, Lord, um, I honestly don't believe, but I, I want to, I want to believe. And I'm hearing that my sin is the very thing that separates me from you. And I don't want this anymore. And the Bible is clear that whoever goes to him sincerely and honestly, he doesn't turn away anyone. So, if you feel this way or if you've never truly felt a sincere desire to follow him, um, as I always tell everyone, like take some time, go into your room, get on your knees, just cry out to God, pray and ask him, Lord, um, wash me, wash me, cleanse me with your blood, help me turn away from my sin and take control of my life. And uh, he is good. He will do it. He will do it to those who truly ask him with all of their heart. He will be found um, is what his word promises. So uh, going back to, I don't know how I got to this, but uh, going back to hell, hell is scary because he's there, but you're experiencing the wrath of the living God. And also a quote from, from American gospel, Christ, Christ crucified, a quote from, from that. I don't know who said it. I think I might be just, it might be Paul Washer. That's just it. when in doubt, just say Paul Washer. Yeah, when in doubt, just say Paul Washer. <laughs> um, Christ is saving you, or God is saving you from himself. 
I think that's how it went, right? God is saving you from himself. He he's saving you from the torment, the judgment, the wrath that that if you don't turn away from your sins, he's saving you. <laughs> he's saving yeah, you. Yeah, who who can who can save you from the all powerful? If, if for example, like we we okay, a lot of people play video games and when you're playing a video game and you're at the level where you're going to face the boss cuz every every video game is kind of like geared that way that there's a boss or there's a hard level when you're doing that this is a difficult opponent right it always has to be a very difficult opponent or your enemy or whatever is more powerful so let's put it into perspective the opponent that you're facing with your sin this is without ever repenting with just you know living your best life now um, doing whatever the heck you want and just rejecting uh, the the offer that God extends of salvation. So you're going to be facing the final boss, except this boss's power is unlimited and there's absolutely no way that you can win versus him. Uh, your stats are way down low. <laughs> your stats are like the first, the first, uh, you know, that intro level that, you know, to help you learn how to play the game. Those <laughs> yeah. are your stats. And you're facing the boss that has unlimited stats. I skipped those steps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's even worse for me. <laughs> yeah. So you skip that because in that you level up at least a little bit. And this is who you're facing. This is your who you're coming up against, except you can't win. And you can't win. It's absolutely impossible. This is who you would face in hell. You would face God in his wrath. So by him providing the lamb, the sacrifice and his son, Jesus Christ, what does he do? The lamb absorbs the punishment that's yours. And now when God sees you, he doesn't see what you've done. He's see, he sees the finished work of Christ. He sees the sacrifice that has already been slain, that the wrath that has been fulfilled and satisfied, as one of those hymns says, the wrath was satis the wrath of God was satisfied. Oh, in Christ alone. In Christ alone, yeah. The wrath of God was satisfied in Christ. So now you come before him, but now you're at peace with God. Now he's not your enemy, or you're not his enemy, but now you become a child. You become adopted into the family of God. And now you become a co-heir with Christ. So when, when you're listening and when you're understanding the gospel, you realize that this extension of grace, love, mercy, and kindness um, is a beautiful thing. And, and I want to read what, um, what Exodus chapter 34, uh, verse 6 to 7 says, uh, because this, this really puts things into a perspective into perspective because it, it talks about what most preachers today talk about, but a lot of the times they forget to read further and also talk about what we're going to hit on with this verse. So, so listen to this Exodus chapter 34, verse six or seven. It says, then the Lord passed in front of Moses and called out the Lord the Lord God is compassionate. So this is him speaking directly. This is him describing himself. The Lord, the Lord God is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, 
abounding in loving devotion and faithfulness, maintaining loving devotion to a thousand generations, forgiving iniquity, transgressions, and sin. So a lot of people just stop there. Oh, you know, God is amazing. He's loving. He's, <laughs> he's, um, he's gracious. He's slow to anger. He's abounding in love. This is our God. He is faithful. Yet in that same breath that the Lord speaks these things, he also says, yet he will by no means excuse the guilty. He will visit the iniquity of the fathers on their children and the grandchildren to the third and fourth generations. And people start questioning that verse, like, what? Yeah. But I'm guilty. How is he gonna how's he not gonna excuse me? And then he says that he will he will forgive me. <laughs> Exactly. So, so some people th- say that this is a contradiction. Um, other versions also say he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the grandchildren to the third and fourth generations. So this is to the unrepentant sinner, to those who do not repent and embrace Christ as the only savior, not as a savior, as the only one. This is what is to follow. He does not leave the guilty unpunished. So this, so so one of the things that God is described as is a judge, and the judge will not leave the guilty free, um, without sentencing, without a punishment, uh, well, without an, them pain. There's another example. Um, <laughs> I think that Christ crucified also gave us. Um, if we were to be in the court of law, and the judge. Let's say someone someone were to kill um a loved one of mine and the judge is putting the the murderer on trial and the murderer says forgive me judge forgive me judge and the judge says you are forgiven is that a is that a good judge now he's letting the the murderer go loose because he asked for forgiveness is that a right judge Absolutely not. No, it's not. It's a corrupt judge. It's a very corrupt judge. Yeah. And then I'm over here like, <laughs> he just killed my loved one, you know? And is that how you would be? <laughs> no. That's how you would be? <laughs> no. But anyways, no, that's, that's a corrupt judge. And that's, ob- that's obviously not the judge that God is. God, someone else had to pay that price. Our of course, I was put in terms of something very, um, very strong about killing somebody. No, that's that's sin, though. The my main message is that the murderer is a sinner, and that the judge forgave the sinner, but that's not he's not following what the law says. He should be also be um put to death, right? A life for a life. But no, he he lets him go. He he sets his sin free. But the uh, uh, man, I just kind of lost myself in my words. <laughs> but don't worry, I'm back. I'm back. God has to be just. He has to be a just God. Scripture says it. Yeah, and one of the things that one of the things that it also talks about also is um is we cannot separate the attributes of God from who He is. Um. It's part of who he is and, and, and God is that way. It's part of him. So when we say God is love, he is the manifestation of love. He truly is love. 
when he is when we're talking about attribute of his wrath, it's not that he's five percent wrath, five percent love, or fifty percent love, fifty percent wrath. No, he is one hundred percent all of these things. That's part of who he is. So we can't separate um, when we say God is just. That's who he is. He will not change who he is. It's not that he can't. It's that this is who he is. This is part of him. His identity is part of what we know of him. And the attributes that are his is what makes him him. Yeah. It's what makes him God. So these things cannot be separated. These things are not in percentages. This is not a pie chart. And God is, like I said, 50% this, 50% that, or 25, 25, 25, 25. It doesn't work that way. He encompasses all of his attributes completely, 100% fully all the time um, at every moment of his existence, which has no beginning and has no end, will not have an end. But this is who he is. And he encompasses all of these things. So that's one of the things that, a lot of the times people don't understand is that God's attributes are part of who he is and he will not change that. So saying he is just by him, just forgiving the sinner without a, without a payment, without a sacrifice, would him be violating who he is violating his justness for what? Like there was a, a quote that Stephen Furtick said, um, or actually I think this was Todd White, God, heaven went bankrupt to save you. Oh yeah. That, this is what the, all these um, false prophets are. They, they don't convict you. They kind of exalt you a little bit by exactly like, hey, heaven, heaven wanted to save you. Because you're, you. you're because you're worth it. Because you're worth it. Because there's something amazing <laughs> in you. And guys, we're not saying that everyone is a piece of trash. No, God made people with purposes. Those he saves. He's made them with a plan and a purpose. But don't get ahead of yourself and don't let your head get big by thinking that the source that you have, the, whatever... Whatever great thing that there is in you, whether it's a gift, a talent, something that you do better than everybody else, when you say that that is acquired by yourself or that you did that without, without any, any part of God um, coming in or doing something directly, when you say it's you, that you're I, worth it. I let him go into me. Yeah, I, I, I pray the prayer and I let him I come into me. I gave him permission. <laughs> I gave God permission to act in my life. Okay, newsflash for you. Remember that boss I was talking about <laughs> with the unlimited stats? Do you think he needs permission? <laughs> no, he doesn't. Okay. And we're not talking about a boss here from a video game. We're talking about real life, the creator of the world, the all powerful. Again, this is one of, this is part of who he is. He is omnipotent, all powerful, meaning he encompasses this at all times. So to say that he needs your permission, to say that he needs you to act, to say that the only way that heaven will touch earth is if you allow it. Um, would mean that God is limited to us. Yeah. And I think that's a contradiction if we're talking about an all-powerful God. Mm -hmm. I think that itself lays that to rest. Yeah. 
He is all-powerful. He does not need us or our permission. He chooses to use us. For what? So that ultimately, all the glory will return back to him. Because at the end of the day, who did everything? Whose plan was it? Who planned this out? God. Who created us? God. Who created earth? God. And how did all of this come about? Because that is what he determined. He predetermined it. To some people, it's difficult to comprehend. Comprehend. Some people reject the idea that God predestined things to happen or predestined people to be saved. Um, I don't think it's far out. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that if it, a God is all powerful and knows all and knows all and is everywhere and uh, all powerful, what is he, it to he, him? He should. He should already know who's gonna be saved. Um, what's his name? Judas. He he knew that he was going he was going to reject Jesus three times, <laughs> hence three times, and on the third time he's gonna reject him, and then that's when he he's gonna go to hell. <laughs> that was Peter, by the way. It was Peter. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, thinking about somebody else. Peter. Huh? <laughs> Peter. Peter uh, denied Jesus three times, and the thing is that Jesus told him. Before the rooster crows in the morning, you will have denied me three times. And and before the rooster crowed, he just finished denying him and then he heard the rooster. And then he remembered what Jesus told him. And it's like, he was right. And the sad part is, I knew and I still did it. <laughs> Again, what God says will be done, period. Everything, the universe the the universe the whatever however you want to call it the cosmos is all the energy cuz um we are matter and we have energy blah 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 it it responds it responds and it reacts to what god says not so much what you say you can go ahead and declare and you know um visualize it and and speak into speak existence. it into existence <laughs> which is a very popular term even in christianity today which is not a biblical thing. New age. Yes, these are part of new age practices, the secret. Um, but if you do this, I mean, you might have a coincidence or two where it does happen and we're not saying it won't. I mean, you can work for things and they'll happen. Uh, but you are not a co-creator with God. You, you, you can't speak things into existence and the universe is not at your leisure. God is in control and everything is at his mercy and leisure everything responds when god speaks when god speaks nothing can stand in his <laughs> way so um this is the god we're talking about so uh we we went in, into a little bit uh, on every subject on, on a few we've hit a few <laughs> subjects yeah we, we hit a few subjects today uh, but definitely we want to urge everyone who's listening if you haven't watched american gospel the first one, Christ alone. Please watch that first and then get the next one. Try to like actually get together with friends and family or take notes as well. If, yeah. If or with your Bible study or whatever the case is, but try to bring a group of people and, and discuss it, you know, get into the word, um, verify that this is true. Don't just take anything, anyone's word for anything that they tell you about the Bible, but actually 
you know, read into the word and, and study for yourself and confirm these things. So, and then watch Christ crucified, uh, maybe make it a, like a weekend thing. Like, okay, we're going to watch these two back to back or take notes, like Brian said, or get some snacks, enjoy the, enjoy the documentary. That's uh, what we did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we, we really we want to urge. Well. Yeah. We really want to urge everyone to really uh, take this, take this into great consideration because um, it, it is such a great documentary uh, Brandon Kimber is the person who, uh, the, the, the mind behind all of this and shout out to him, um, recorded it for edited. doing this. Yeah. He's just, he's the boss man. Yeah. He, <laughs> Not he, the boss, but <laughs> <laughs> he, he did, he did a great job. So definitely support, uh, him, his company and what they're doing, which I believe is transition studios, I think. Yeah. Um, but definitely shout out to them for everything that they are doing. Um, I think that films like these are um, are pleasing to God, um, especially when it's it just has an emphasis on getting things right. When the church today is deviating from from the original design of God, from the original plan, drifting apart from the main focus, which is right. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, um, just great, great documentary. That that's why we're behind it. That's why we're we're uh, behind it as in we're rooting it on. We, we didn't do anything. We didn't partake <laughs> in this. Would have been amazing, but uh, maybe in the future. But we really want to spread the word that this is just such a great documentary. Can't stress it enough. So if you're listening, uh, definitely check it out. Like I said, if you uh, want to, but you don't have the means for it or, or whatever, just reach out. Reach out and, and we'll see how we can uh, um, get it for you or get you connected to maybe someone who's going to watch it and maybe, you know, you can all get together as brothers and sisters in Christ, or maybe you're non-believer. Maybe you don't believe any of this stuff, but you want to see what this is all about. Also, I encourage you to check it out. So if you have any questions, um, comments or concerns, leave, leave a little voice, voice message on anchor or DM us on Instagram. Um, and we'll, we'll at alpha and Omega TV. We'll be happy to answer and add your comment to the podcast and, and if elaborate you, definitely and if you guys are listening listening to us on apple Podcasts, spotify um make sure to subscribe so you can get a notification when we get a new podcast out um and definitely rate us five stars of course because anything <laughs> less jesus won't love you anymore <laughs> <laughs> just kidding guys just kidding he still will he still we won't but he will so yeah so anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. We thank you if you've made it this far. Uh, we love you very much. Stay tuned because we will be giving out things away. I- I'm feeling a-, a giving mood. I think we should give something away for Christmas. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can, yeah. I get, I can iPad or a Mac or... <laughs> yeah, something, something, something of, of little value like that. <laughs> oh, we're talking about little value. Probably like a soccer ball or something. So... <laughs> I went there. Anyway, so um, guys, again, thank you so much. Please make sure to uh, rate us on the site that you're watching us or listening to us. Um, follow us on Instagram at Alpha and Omega TV and uh, get involved. Get in, get involved. Get plugged into our community. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please do feel free to reach out to us. Oh, lastly, shout out to Robert. Robert V. For... Uh, for Sending claps. Sending claps. Clap back at you, brother. All right. 
Thank you guys so much. This has been Franco and Brian. We out. Soccer's the best. <sighs> <laughs> We're definitely going to trim that out. Anyways, thanks guys. Over and out. <laughs>